Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Back Row Redskins Show. So, guys, have a special show for you guys uh, this evening. Um, first of all, rest in peace to Joe Bugle. Um, Redskins Nation, we lost a good one. Uh, Joe Bugle, man, if you guys don't know, he was a coach for the Redskins for many, many years. Uh, he was a, a, one of the best offensive line coaches in the world. Uh, Redskins Nation is truly going to miss him. Um, he coached under Joe Gibbs. I remember, I remember most recently um, when Joe Gibbs came back to coach with the Redskins and he brought Joe Bugle with him. And I remember those glasses that he used to wear on the sidelines, man. It was just uh, it was just funny, man. You know, just seeing these two old guys coaching again. See, I wasn't a Redskins fan when they were winning. I became a fan in 1999, so I missed a lot of the glory days, but been a loyal fan ever since then. But uh, Joe Bugle, rest in peace. Um, Redskins Nation is going to miss you. Hopefully, uh, you are inducted into the ring of honor because you deserve it a great man a great coach uh prayers out to the bugle family and redskins family we'll get through this so guys um there's been some news about uh sean taylor whether his number should be retired or not um i believe it should man i know i have not been a fan uh, like some of the guys that, that have gone through the 70s and the 80s and really seen the Redskins. So they know the talent that uh, the team has had over the over the years. But um, what Sean Taylor did in just three years of work is amazing. Had he continued, he would have definitely been the greatest safety of all time, probably the greatest defensive player of all time. This guy had a unique blend of size and speed and power. Um, a unicorn that we might never, ever see again. Um, you know, we're going to miss John Taylor. Uh, I miss him already. I remember when um, he lost his life. Uh, I was on my college campus and I just found out, man. And uh, tears just were just rolling down my eyes, man, because, you know, he was a guy that when you had him on your team, you were just confident that the defense was going to be good. And I remember um, Sean Taylor in those days where, you know, he'll intercept guys like Favre. It, like, it didn't even matter who the quarterback was. Like Sean Taylor just always did his thing. So we're going to miss him. Um, hopefully his number gets retired. Just hang up 21. I don't think anybody else deserves to wear 21. Um, just give him that. Had he played a few more years he definitely would have been in the hall of fame i say get him into the hall of fame i know just three years worth of work but if you project the numbers over the next 10 to 15 years i mean the guy was special man i was looking at highlights today and i just had chills you know when the ball is in the air sean taylor can cover from sideline to sideline better than anybody that i've ever seen so sean taylor we miss you, man. We love you. Um, Pray is up for the Sean Taylor, uh, for the for the Taylor family. Um, 
one of the greatest talents that I've ever seen. Hopefully, uh, guys like Chase Young and Haskins and some of our other young players would hit that um, all-pro status, perennial Pro Bowl status, and uh, get us to the promised land. I know a lot of people are um, laughing at the uh, statement by Buddy Brooks. Um, he was saying that, you know, having a guy like Chase Young um, is going to solidify the Redskins as a team that could potentially be having their own parade. He said, maybe not this year, but in a couple of years. And, you know, I'm with him on that statement. Like, who doesn't want their team to win? Like, I don't care how bad we've been in, in the past. Every year I go in with a mentality like, you know what? Let's go get that Super Bowl. Have we gotten the Super Bowl in the last 20 years? No, but that's a mentality that every player in the NFL should have as long as as well as every fan and, you know, that loves NFL teams like you just don't watch the games just to watch it. You watch it because you want a chance at a championship. You know, you want to see your squad go far. So with that being said, I love my Redskins. HTTR. So moving on, man, I wanted to kind of dive into some of my potential, um, some of my, some of my, uh, some of the players that have potential to have some of their biggest years this year. So number one, man, uh, Jimmy, the people's corner, Moreland. Jimmy was a ball hawk in college. You know, we got him in the seventh round, but this guy has so much swag. I like the way that he attacks the ball. I mean, we saw a glimpse at, at our preseason of what he can do in the regular season. Landon Collin even said this guy should have had at least anywhere between seven to eight interceptions. That's how good he was. So Jimmy Moreland, man, I'm expecting a big season from him this year. Um, he's definitely one of those guys that, you know, you put him in a perfect opportunity or in a perfect scheme. He can do a lot of things for you. I know that he's probably going to be coming off the bench, especially if uh, Fuller is in a slot or if one of the other corners are in the slot, even Darby. Um, I'm really intrigued to see what comes of this uh, cornerback group. Lots of question marks. Some think that our cornerback uh, group is the worst in the league. Uh, some think is uh, a weakness, but... Um, we'll see what happens. But Jimmy Moreland is definitely um, one of my breakout players, uh, potentials uh, for this season. Next guy on my list is Ryan Anderson. Ryan Anderson had a great season last year. He forced a lot of fumbles. I'm expecting great things out of him this season. I really don't know how he's going to be used. But if Jack Del Rio can find a home, when I say find a home, find a position or find a, a um, you know, whether it's technique or whatever it is, if Jack Del Rio can just mold Ryan Anderson to the kind of player that he wants, Ryan Anderson can be a key factor for this team moving forward. Next guy on my list is Dwayne Haskins. Now, my list is it's like in no order, okay? It's in no order. Dwayne Haskins has a has the potential to toss for, let's say, 4,000 yards. Let's say 26 touchdowns. And let's say about 10 interceptions. 
you know, being a young guy, I don't expect him to be perfect. He's going to throw picks. So, if Dwayne Haskins is throwing for 4,000 yards, that means that somebody's got to catch it, right? That means a big year for Terry McLaurin, a big year for Antonio Gandy-Golden, a big year for uh, Sims Jr., a big year for Harmon. And then you got some running backs that can catch some passes. So it's really going to be interesting to see what we do, what Haskins looks like. I'm excited for it all. Next guy on my list is Darius Geis. Darius Geis is one of my favorite players on the entire team. Um, he's a great human being, and he's a great player. His biggest knock has been health. If Darius Geis can stay healthy, the sky is the limit for this guy. I think people have forgotten how great Geis was in college. Go look at the tape. Don't take my word for it. Look at the tape. This guy right here can break tackles. He loves to run people over. I look at him like a, like a Marshawn Lynch kind of guy. He runs violently. So Darius Geis is definitely on my radar as a breakout candidate this year. Um, I'm really excited to see what he does. And don't sleep on his don't sleep on his receiving skills. He can receive the ball. Just because he does not do it often, that doesn't mean that he can't do it. Next guy on my list is Steve Sims Jr. This guy right here is electric. When he touches the ball, it's instant magic. I know you guys heard some of this on the last pod, but Steven Sims is phenomenal. He's one of those guys that he can return kicks. He can return punts. This guy can <laughs> he can run with the ball. Uh, he can come out the backfield through the slot outside. But the biggest thing for uh, Sims Jr. is going to be, has he improved his hands? Next thing is, can he get the the right amount of targets to make him a game changer, if that makes sense. If the targets is there and the opportunity is there, Steve Sims can flirt with 800 to 1,000 yards. Now, I don't see two Redskins receivers getting 1,000 yards this season just because I think that McLaurin's going to be a target monster. So once McLaurin is getting his targets... That means it's not, an, it's not enough balls to go around. And I think Haskins is going to spread the ball. So with that being said, um, I expect a great season out of uh, Steven Sims Jr. I'm excited. Last guy on my breakout candidate potential guys to have a big season is Fabian Monroe. The fan base have been down on Fabian Monroe. He's one of those guys... It's either you, you like him or you don't like him, okay? I know he had the great speed coming out of college. He fell in the draft because of that pictorial injury that he had. He has a lot of talent, a lot of speed, but he has but he has not been able to put it all together, okay? Some say that he was terrible on the inside. Some said he was better on the outside. I think he's a better outside corner than an inside corner. I think that Monroe has a chance to break out, okay? Now, what does a breakout season look like for him? Anywhere between three to five interceptions. He's already had three interception season. So let's say four to five interceptions, okay? 
let's say that, you know, he does a decent job locking down number one receivers or, you know, he makes a stride. I'm not saying Pro Bowl caliber season. I'm just saying a growth type season, just a, a, a better season than he had last year or the best season that he's ever had in his life. That would be considered a breakout season for Fabian Moreau. So these are my breakout candidates. Um, we'll see what happens. Um, also, I wanted to talk about the defensive line for the Washington Redskins. Of course, we know we got Chase Young. Of course, we know what Chase Young can do. Okay. I've been hearing a lot of people talk about, you know, the 49ers, you know, having five first rounders on the, on that defensive line. Yes, the Redskins do have five first rounders when you include uh, Ryan Kerrigan. Now, I'm not saying that the defense gets the same amount of success that the 49ers received last year, but this defense is going to be good. Let's say that Chase Young gives the Redskins, let's just say, 10 sacks. I honestly think he can do more, but let's just start off with 10 sacks. Him being a rookie and, you know, hasn't been in the league that long. So let's just say 10 sacks. If he gives us 10 sacks, okay, that would automatically put us into the bracket of a team that has a potential to have uh, top five sack numbers as a team, okay? I do see um, Young um, having an impact on this team. If Young is successfully getting to the quarterback, that opens it up for DeAndre Payne. De'Aaron Payne, sorry. De'Aaron Payne has the potential to have a great season because what this allows him to do is to have one-on-one coverage. Okay? So it's like a, it's like a trickle-down effect. If Chase Young is doing his thing, then that means who who can you double on that line? And all four guys that are going to be starting, Young, Payne, Allen, and Sweat, they're great, they're, they are great pass rushers. They all have pass rush skills. I know a lot of people were down on uh, Montez Sweat last year, but you look at it, at the end of the day, he had seven sacks on a defense that didn't have a good coach, on a defense that had a poor defensive scheme. So back to De'Aaron Payne. If De'Aaron Payne is getting one-on-one coverage, he's going to wreck havoc. He is going to be a disruptor on that defensive line. Then we go to Jonathan Allen. Jonathan Allen is another guy that I could have included in, uh, in my breakout list so many guys that I believe that can break out this year, but I just chose a few. If Jonathan Allen is doing his thing, right, then that means it opens up for Chase and it opens up for pain. Sounds like a broken record, but it's, it's, it's the truth. Then you have Montez Sweat on the outside. And if he's doing his thing, it opens it up for the other four. So every game, you're going to see one of these guys get multiple sacks. It can be a game where Chase gets two sacks. Then another game, you see Payne with two sacks. Then another game, you see Allen with two sacks. Then another game, you see Sweat with two sacks. But then guess what? You got Ryan Kerrigan coming off the bench. He can get you two sacks here and there. He's going to break that record. I cannot wait to see Ryan Kerrigan break that record. I wish that he can 
stay a Redskins for life. But as a business, we'll see what happens after this season. He may or may not come back. I'm hoping he does. Um, it's great to have that caliber of talent coming off the bench. Okay. Then we have a guy who's been top two in sacks for the Redskins the last two years. Big Matt Idonis, a guy that we got from Temple in the fifth round. This guy is a monster. So it's so crazy because he can be starting on any other team. But because we're so stacked and we invested first rounders, there's no way I see him starting over any of the other two guys. Not saying that that is not possible because at the end of the day, Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio is going to do guys what other news relating to the Redskins. Cam Newton have signed with the New England Patriots. So that counsels all the noise about Redskins going after Cam Newton, blah, blah, blah. From the beginning, that rumor never made sense because we pay, uh, we paid a fifth round pick to get Kyle Allen. So why would we pay a fifth round pick to get Kyle Allen and then come back and get Cam Newton? I understand that the timing, that timing was key to everything, but it's, it just never made sense from the beginning. Cam Newton is a quarterback that's going to start for whatever team he goes to or be in position to start. With the Redskins spending a first-round draft choice to get Dwayne Haskins, he was always going to be the quarterback. And I've always said, when you draft a quarterback young, especially in the first round, you got to give that quarterback anywhere between three to four years to see if they are the guy or if they can become the guy. So Dwayne Haskins is our quarterback. I'm expecting great things out of him. So congratulations to Cam Newton for, um, you know, going to... The Patriots, I think he'll do well there, but we have our guy. Um, the Antonio Brown rumor has resurfaced again uh, because we see the videos of Haskins working with these different wide receivers. And um, I'm proud of Haskins for, you know, being out there doing his thing. But at the end of the day, I don't know if we get Antonio Brown. I know each episode, my stance kind of changes a little bit. It's just for the simple fact that we have so many young guys and we know what comes with Antonio Brown. We know the baggage that he brings, but the talent is there. You know, I believe that if Antonio Brown goes to the right situation, he can be a top 10 wide receiver in NFL, both in real life and, and also in fantasy. So um, I'm proud of our young guys. You see Haskins out there doing workouts. You see Geis out there doing workouts. You see uh, Sims Jr. You see um, Chase Young. It's just exciting, man. I hope that there is an NFL season. Um, I just hope that uh, players are taking care of themselves, wearing their mask and, you know, social distancing and just kind of staying out of uh, harm's way the best they can. If everybody do what they're supposed to do, they will be in an NFL season. Um, I had a conversation with one of my guys about um, protocol for if a player does contract the coronavirus during the season. Well, you got to take a playbook of um, a playbook out of what the um, NBA is doing. They've set up a pool of players um, from zero to three years of experience. So if a player gets the virus, of course, they're going to, you know, self-quarantine and everything for 10 to 14 days. But then you can now go into that pool of players, which makes it fair 
all the way around. I honestly think that the NFL is going to do something similar to that. Um, that way, it kind of makes it fair for everyone. But I, I do believe that there, there is going to be an NFL season this year. Um, shout out to Dwayne Haskins' camera guy, Ivar. That guy be dropping some of the most dopest videos out there. If you guys are not following him, um, I'm not sure if it's Twitter handle or his IG handle, but he's pretty easy to find. You go on Dwayne Haskins' page, you're going to see all the videos that this guy is uh, posting. It's kind of like Dwayne just takes this guy in his back pocket and just says, hey, you know, film me. <laughs> Let's do some workouts. So he's doing this thing. Um, once again, rest in peace to Joe Bugle, man. Arreskin is great. The architect of the Hogs. Um, he died at 80 years old. Um, rest in peace. Um, I'm excited for the season. Uh, let's see what this defensive line does. I mean, I'm expecting great things out of the defense. I know I keep saying it over and over and over, but it really starts up front. And then it, it, it trickles down to the rest of the defense. Um, be sure to follow me on um, Twitter. My handle is back row Redskins. Um, my videos are funneled into the Talking Sports with Manny YouTube page. Be sure to subscribe. Um, you guys get all the videos there on YouTube. I'm on Apple. Please subscribe and leave me a review. Um, you can find me on Spotify, Stitcher. Um, and I'm going to get on more and more platforms. So if, so if there's a platform that you like that I don't have, let me know. And I'll be sure to get on that platform. Um, this has been another episode of the Back Row Redskins show. This is a Redskins podcast. This is episode three. I have more content coming for you guys. Um, peace out. You guys be blessed and you guys stay safe. I'm out.